Hello, everyone, and welcome to our delayed Disney plus or minus podcast. I was so focused on the way that I said the word delayed that I almost messed up the name of the podcast. So I apologize if it didn't sound like it flew off the tongue, rolled off the tongue. I thought you emphasized the the D in it because of like DCOMs, like delayed uh, DCOMs. That's exactly what I did. And 100%. You know, the thing is, I didn't even realize it when I did it, but you know me so well that you realized it for me. And exactly. so for that, I thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so we were a little bit delayed because it is now summer and things are happening and Danielle was visiting family, which is amazing. And yes. Not and, but but we are going to be one and a half times more enthusiastic, 150% of our normal because we were one week late. 100%. Right? So, or 150 percent. 150%. 150%. <laughs> thank you very much. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I'm so excited. I feel like it's been a very long time since we've done this because I feel like it was our last one. I feel like we might have recorded the last one early. I don't remember. We did. We did, we did right? And so I was actually thinking about this last night. I was like, do I even remember how to do it? No, not at all. Literally um, not at hard all. Hard to say. We'll find out. Let us know when it's over if we, uh, <laughs> if we did the thing. Let us know when it's over. Um, so let's just like fucking go for it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited. Do let's do it. Um, the movie that we chose for this delayed episode uh, is Cowbells, which I was really excited about. I don't, I think I chose this one. Again, it was so you long did. ago. I don't remember. You, you actually chose it like three weeks ago. Amazing. Um, so what Disney Plus says is two ultra spoiled sisters are put to work in their father's dairy. Very accurate. Accurate. An accurate sentence. <laughs> Um, the release is March 24th, 2006. Um, the, that number feels nice to me. 324, 2006. All multiples of three. Yeah. You love to see three, it. 324 and six. Love it. It is a shocking coming of age. Yep. Um, and a comedy, an hour and 30 minutes, one of our longer and a whopping 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a high one. That is a high one. And you know what? Spoiler alert. I stand by it. I do too. And I feel like though, it might be because it's a newer DCOM. I feel like the newer ones have gotten higher ratings. That checks out. I feel, yeah. yeah. One, got to do some research on this, but I assume the newer ones probably have like more ratings, if anything, right? Yes, so definitely. maybe those ones that are bringing them down will like affect it less, you know? That makes know. sense. Right? Yeah. All right. So pre-movie thoughts, I will start because I have a special surprise for you. You actually probably see it there. <laughs> okay. So I said, an Ally and AJ classic. This is one of the last DCOMs I remember watching as it came out, and I know I loved it. Um, two sisters who start out spoiled and, quote, come of age. See what I did there? Hmm. Um, working with cows in some capacity and milk. Um, I thought I remembered them working at an ice cream shop at some point. I realized, and I will tell you in my post-movie thoughts, what I'm actually remembering. It's not this movie. Okay. Um, and I thought like they couldn't get it to stop coming out of the machine or something. It's a scene. It's just not from this movie. I said, I hope that's this movie. I was it's wrong. Not. <laughs> um, and can't wait to watch it again. Also, fun fact, um, do you remember the Ali and AJ song, Chemicals React? Natalie, do I? I had, sure. I had, okay. So I know this is already a sidebar on your part, but I'm going to sidebar <laughs> your sidebar. Do you remember uh, when we had AIM, or as some people say, like AIM, you yes. would AIM. like AIM, you would make your profile like all nice and pretty and like very special. 
I yes. don't know. I did that. I was like obsessed with making it look like aesthetic. Um, and there was this very specific one I can remember that I like downloaded from somewhere or like copied from some website. That was the lyrics to Chemicals React, but it was in this beautiful like fading pastel from like purple to blue. And it was just like all nice and even and lined up. And I just, I can literally picture it so clearly in my head. It was perfect. And so, yes, I do know that song. I love that song. <laughs> Amazing. I love that for you. And thank God you know the song make this all better. So there was something called a simlish version. Simless. Wait. Simlish. simlish. It just sounds wrong when I'm saying it out loud. Yeah. yeah. Um, which basically was the Sims singing the song in gibberish. Um, and fun fact, this was one of my first purchases on iTunes ever. In fact, it may have been the first thing I ever bought on iTunes, this song. The Simlish version or like the, the Simlish version that was on iTunes. They like it was that? on iTunes. No yes, fucking they did. way. <laughs> yes, they did. Now I'm going to play it. I just have to turn off my AirPods. So give me a second. Okay, that's all you get. <laughs> I'm crying. Yeah, that's the song. And actually, it's a music video. It's a Sims music video. Um, on iTunes. Just on, it was on iTunes. I'm telling you, I it was just, on iTunes. I just don't understand who put that there and who was like, yes, we can sell this on iTunes. I love it. I love it so much. I think it's the Here's best thing the I've thing, ever heard. <laughs> they sold it on iTunes because I bought it. I want to know who made money off of that. A genius is the answer, but... An absolute genius. I think that's just so funny, especially because, I don't know, I like played The Sims when I was younger, but I didn't, I wasn't in this like realm of like Simlish stuff, but like it's a very big trend on TikTok for people to like mm. sing songs in like Simlish and or like post videos in Simlish and shit. So I thought that was like a semi new thing, but apparently it's very not. <laughs> it is very not. Okay, that. give us your pre-movies. Oh my God. Wow. We're still at pre-movie <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Ali and AJ, need I say more? The answer is no. Um, I said, if I recall correctly, this is, uh, this movie is essentially the Disney version of The Simple Life with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. If you ever watch that show, um, basically like two really rich girls just like go do like normal jobs. And it's the funniest thing ever because they have no idea what they're doing. Um, which just basically means that this was fantastic. Um, I feel like I should have rewatched this one more because I didn't remember that much of it, but I don't know. I, I just didn't for some reason, maybe because it was one of the later ones, I guess that would make sense. But um, there are very like specific promos that I have in my memory from this one, like the very first time they're like in the factory or like getting like shot with like milk and stuff like that. Like they're very clear uh, images in my mind from the commercials leading up to it. But basically that's all I really had. But I was very excited for this rewatch. Um, yeah. I'd say you had more about the movie and I had more about The Sims. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Amazing. All right, start us off in the movie. So we start off uh, like a classic beginning of a Disney Channel movie. We're going through a um, little suburban town. We can see someone's driving a car. We get like a close-up of a dentist, which I thought was going to be significant. Turns out it's totally not. Um, <laughs> and we just keep going through like this like really nice little bougie suburban town, basically. Um, we then realize that 
the person who was driving, who in this case, I believe it's been revealed to be Allie of the Allie and AJ uh, sisters. Um, she's actually on her like driver's test because we see there's a driver instructor in the seat next to her with his little like clipboard and he's, you know, taking notes and stuff. And at first she seems to be doing like really well, actually. Like they're both pretty calm and she's just kind of driving, doing well. But then all of a sudden she decides, oh, I'm going to turn on the radio. And I'm like, in the middle of your driving test? Like why? That's not the move to make. Um, so obviously he's like, no, 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 like don't do that. You're literally in the middle of your driving test. Um, and she's like, but everything else is like perfect, right? And she's, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, again, she's doing well. And then she starts complimenting the driving instructor on his eyes, saying that they would look great with like uh, some pastel blue and green shirts. Very comp- complimentary, comp- comp- mm. complimentary, complimentary. Wow. Yes. Oh my God. Danielle, Jesus Christ. That is a math word, you <laughs> fool. Complimentary. <laughs> I know, but it like means different, something but different. Exactly. I know. Oh, oh, it does. Um, also to mention, they pass quote daddy's factory. Oh my God. Yes. Um, with like a big, like cow statue in front. Yes. Um, and her phone rings and she pulls over to answer it. Good on her. <laughs> um, and it's her sister and her sister's like, you're going to kill me. But like, I got an orange dress and I was like, is orange her color only? Cause she's wearing like an orange, like beret and yeah. t-shirt and um and her sister courtney pays so sorry taylor says it's fine you can have the orange dress her sister courtney pays a thousand dollars for the dress remember this fact yes i wrote it down um yeah and taylor hangs up gives the phone to the guy because he's like you can't be on the phone and he like doesn't know what to say to to taylor on the phone but eventually he hangs up and they pull into the end of the road test and he's like you failed and she's like, but if I failed, you're going to see me back again and again and again. And he thinks for a second, like Miss Puff, and he says, all right, fine, you passed. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's a Miss Puff moment. Um, yeah, basically she guilted him into passing her, which I was like, Meh, it's a move, but sure. Um, and so they stroll into the driveway i'm pretty sure that's the next scene we're at um and she has this like giant banner on the car that says like congrats you passed your driving test and like that's very extra and even the dad is a uh wow sorry i skipped over a part already it's fine do what you were doing and then we'll cut back to we'll come back doesn't matter great um so yeah so they pull up in front of the house and their dad comes out who do you know this dad I recognized him, but I don't know from what. He is the senator from the office who wow. Angela marries eventually. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, he's like a little surprised and he's just like, why do you have this like giant banner? And the girls go off and they're like, oh, well, you know, like it was only $200, but then with my discount and all this and like you kind of see um, – Taylor, I'm going to continue to call her Allie throughout this and same thing are. with the other one for AJ. It's going to be a struggle. I'm going to try my best. Um, so the actual thing that she says is with the 12% discount and the $4.95 rebate, rebate, it only cost, things for a second, $171.05. And I was like, genius? Right? I was like, she was really good at math when it comes to like shopping, it seems. Like, I don't know. Pretty impressive. Right. And, but then I realized that this was actually quite easy because 12% of 100 is 12, so 24 and then 495. At first, I thought it was more impressive because 12%, but then it's $200. So then I was you know less what? impressed by her. Not everyone thinks like our brains do. No, some this people is very think true. that's very difficult. So I, I agree. I still give her credit. <laughs> I actually at first highlighted this as the thing to math bust because I 
thought it was more complicated, but then it was not. There, I feel like, are multiple instances of that in this movie, which yeah. is kind of fun. So, um, Dad has a surprise for Taylor, which is he got Mom's old car refurbished, um, but it's a stick shift. That's the catch. Um, she loves it, though, and she's going to learn to drive stick shift. Um, they never say this, but I presume Mom passed away. Yeah, they never explicitly say it, but it, it definitely has to be the case. Otherwise, yeah. where the fuck is she? Like, so, <laughs> so the one thing that we skipped over is that um, right before, right after the driver's test scene, Dad is in his office with his employee or partner, this guy, Bob. And Bob got the dad tickets to go to Ecuador to see this like rare, rare butterfly. And my first thought is this dude is going to do something sus for sure. Mm. This, I was like a little, okay. The, the energy in this scene was very gay <laughs> to me. I was just, cause we didn't see the mom yet. And I was just like, did Disney have like a, like a gay couple <laughs> in their 2006 film? They didn't. Um, so at first I was just they trying didn't. to like, feel out bob uh in general and then i think it's the next time we see bob that i'm like mm, you're a little sus i didn't think yeah. he was suspect first because i was just trying to navigate the relationship between bob and i understand <laughs> amazing um one so, important thing sorry about uh, this trip is that um and why their dad was a little bit resistant at first is because it leaves like the trip was like for the next two days basically like he's like oh you leave on monday and that following weekend was their younger daughter courtney's cotillion um so basically i don't know what the fuck a which is what is. she got the dress for i had to google i had no idea what a cotillion was it's it's your so this is actually on that theme it, when i look it up it's, a, it's your coming, coming out, out party <laughs> but like it's not like i, we, I think I, coming i think coming out as a woman like yeah exactly like, like yeah. um like a debutante ball like the, those things like the, the those are i only know that from watching shows from like gossip girl and like gilmore girls like they have these things where like when you're like 15 or 16 you like come out to society as like a woman it's so weird i've it's I've like no a bat idea. mitzvah but for rich girls pretty much who aren't much. necessarily jewish yeah exactly there you, go. <laughs> you they're not mutually exclusive um <laughs> you can be both i said necessarily <laughs> But yeah, so he's going. He's gonna miss this party. Is the is the point? Is by going on this trip, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna miss Courtney's cotillion." And then he's like, "The Bob basically convinces him. He's like, she's a teenage girl. It's a big fancy party. You're gonna feel out of place there anyway. She's not gonna give a fuck that you're not there." And I was just like, right. "Oh, okay." So he breezes past that. So now we cut ahead because we had already explained the next scene which is courtney has to learn to drive stick shift so her dad set up for one of the dairy farmer's son jackson to teach her so she like arrives and he's holding a baby pig and like talking to his dad about how this girl is spoiled blah blah, blah. and she like walks up and so immediately they kind of hate each other mm -hmm. um and she gets in the car and after one try for driving sh uh, stick shift she says this is hopeless and he says, yep. rich pampered chicks who glide through life without a clue about her. And she says, you're mean. He's, That's he what she says. asks, do you have any idea what it means to actually work at something? Uh, and no, she doesn't. The answer is, is the no. answer. <laughs> she um, does not. So she, she finally gets going a little bit in the car. And then he's like, oh, stop here. Like, I have to check on Martha. And she's like, who's Martha? And he's like, this pregnant cow. Um, so he stops and gets out. And then she wants to see what's happening. So she stops and gets out. And then he's like, wait, did you put on the parking brake? And then we watch the truck roll into a lake and sink. Which, like, okay. 
that sucks. But did he tell her about the parking brake? He did not. So it is equally his fault. Like, whether she was getting out of the car or not, I feel like you should have parked the car at least in that moment, right? Right. I don't know. But she immediately was like, my dad will haul it out and fix it for you. Um, so then at dinner, she's telling her dad and the dad's like, how much is this going to cost me? And she's like, $2,800. Yep. Um, and he's, but- like, you're care- he's like, this has to stop. Your carelessness, your spending, it's got to stop. The, uh, another moment of her having a discount though she's like it's only twenty four fifty with my discount card which i'm like what right. discount card are you using for like car repairs but okay um and yeah okay so yeah the dad's telling them they have to like stop spending money so much which my question is like sudden i feel like this feels very sudden i feel like this has been mm-hmm. a pattern that has been going on for years obviously that no one has cared to like point out or be like hey maybe you shouldn't do that or whatever uh I don't know. Maybe if their mom did die, maybe it was like a way that he helped them like cope or something. I have no idea. But it seems to come a little bit out of nowhere where they're like, yeah, they're totally irresponsible. But like, why did no one telling them? Why did no one tell them they were being irresponsible up before this moment? You know? Right. And then um, Courtney is like, but can I still have the $25,000 for my party? And he's like, yes, of course, sweetie. $25,000. Yeah, for so. a cotillion whatever the fuck it is it's like a coming yikes. out party for rich people <laughs> um so the next day the girls are in their house and their um housemaid um is not she has the day off and they're like oh, i hate her day off mm-hmm. yeah and so court is trying to open a can of soup with a can with an automatic can opener um she gets it open they put it on the stove and then she gets a call from her friend that like this store has these shoes that are in and so they just they run out um and she like throws the like dish towel over her head when they run out and it goes right on the flame where the soup is cooking. Um, and so they start a fire. And so the next scene is them driving back with the shoes in the car and the house is, you know, the kitchen is burned and um, the dad is pissed. And he says, I've done nothing to teach you about responsibility. So they're like, no, like we can take out the trash twice. A week. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, that's not what I mean. You need to take a summer job yikes um and courtney immediately starts freaking out because mostly because she's like i haven't finished planning for my party i need like all this time to get all my stuff ready for my party and i need to find a date so that's like her big uh you know resistance to this and then the dad tells him that their shift is from seven to three and then eight uh oh my god um taylor is like seven like that's so early um, he also has cr- canceled all their credit cards and says that he's cutting off their allowance. So it's like yes. full, full force. Like you are working and that's the only money that you're getting. That's the only way. Right. So they, next morning, they wake up at 530. They drive themselves to the dairy. Dad says goodbye because he's leaving on his trip. They arrive at work. It's raining. Um, they're in a convertible. They park the car. They leave the top open in the rain and walk inside. Did you? Were you confused by this? I didn't even realize it was raining. I didn't even raining. notice. I was just upset by their outfit choices. That's what I was focusing on this point is because they go to work at a factory and they're obviously wearing heels and like very fancy clothes. And like Courtney's got this like weird culturally inappropriate uh outfit on so that i didn't notice oh she has like chopsticks in her hair and and um something that looks like traditionally like maybe like chinese or something so that was cute i guess um 
Anyway, they go into the dairy and they meet Bob, who is the partner. And this is where I said, I have a bad feeling about Bob. He's surprised that they got there right on time. Um, and then he's like, uh, actually, it's not me who's going to be showing you around. I'm going to bring you to Fran. And yeah, for some reason, this like very small interaction was just like where I was feeling sus about Bob and what his intentions were. He like were. didn't want them in his office yeah, space. It was weird. Exactly. Um, so yeah. he brings them to Fran, who's this like lovely woman who works in the factory. We get a little glimpse of this board that's like, we've had 246 days without injury or loss of time. Our record is 247. So they're like just a couple days away from breaking this record for how many days they've had without loss or injury. That is a foreshadowing moment if I ever right. saw one. <laughs> um, and so Fran... The girls are like, oh, thanks for like taking us on a tour, but like we're going to be working in the office. And she's like, oh, no, your dad was very specific. You are going to be working on the production line. Mm -hmm. And so we learn that their job is to basically deposit empty yogurt containers into a machine to be filled. And then the other one like puts the lid on it. So it's a very difficult task. Um, Court decides to take a photo of Taylor in the outfit because they're wearing, you know, like um, an apron and a hairnet. Um, and so she takes the photo. Um, Taylor gets pissed, they fight, and the phone falls into one of the tubs of yogurt. Mm -hmm. And the guy next to them in the line is like, what the hell? Like, now we have to like get rid of the whole batch because you don't know which one it fell into. And I have to stop the production line and we're going to be behind, blah, blah, blah. And Taylor's like, chill. She takes another phone. I'm sorry. Yeah, Taylor. Mm -hmm. She takes another phone. She calls the phone. They find which one it's in. So they only lost one tub. And he's like, yeah, but we're still going to be four minutes behind. And she's like, just ramp it up by 15 seconds for 16 minutes and you'll have caught up. Um, and he's like, okay, I guess. She's very good at math. She is. Quick maths. I love it. So they go to lunch. Somehow they have yogurt all over themselves. I don't know how know. this would have happened. Um, but when they get to the lunchroom, everyone's just staring at them angrily. Um, yeah, and this they're guy, not Nick, happy that they're there. Yeah, this guy, Nick, who happens to be the dad of one of Courtney's friends, um, tells them that like everyone knows that they slowed down the production line and like everyone's upset about it. Um, fun fact, Nick is one of the couple of characters in this movie who also has a role in the canadian television show degrassi how did i know you were gonna say that there's so many i love it i have like a lot of random ones later on when we meet like all her friends but yeah um he plays mr santos in degrassi so that's amazing fun. yeah do you hear uh, a cat i did just hear that yes okay <laughs> um so we also meet briefly another character a guy philippe who is a french exchange student who happens to be working at the dairy for the summer um and courtney's like oh like who's philippe so table that yes um at lunch fran and others decide to like sing a song like they have a band about being a family and everyone in there's like dancing all happily um and the girls offer to sing and this guy goes this band is for real workers it's better off joining the pretenders like ooh so burn brutal. good one for an adult to say to a kid like good one okay thank you I, the, the the workers i understand i talk about this later in like my post movie thoughts but like they're so mean to the girls like so mean to them it's aggressive so yeah it's like towards the end of the day and the two girls are walking with like these giant tubs of like blueberry mush basically um which i imagine they used to like flavor the yogurt or whatever i don't know um and they're both saying that like they want to be they're being stared at and like looked at because they obviously are like not doing a great job and they want to do a good job and like show everybody that they're capable. So they decide to walk a little bit faster 
in their heels in this uh, factory or whatever. And three steps later, of course, they slip, both of them fall, and all the blueberry goes literally everywhere. Uh, They're covered in it. And then like the bell rings basically for the day and everybody just leaves them alone. So they're just like stuck there having to um, clean up the mess by themselves. And of course, they reset the, the injury and like loss of time record for the day because they just fucked up so many times. Right. So they're leaving for the day and this guy Melvin is giving out checks to everyone and they ask for their check after day one. And he's like, no, you have to work a week to get paid here. Yep. And they're like, oh, really? Um, but okay. Um, so as they're leaving, Courtney, uh, sorry, Taylor sees Jackson delivering milk, the kid from the dairy farm. And she's like, oh, I have the check for you for your car. Um, from my dad, like I'll stop by later at seven. And so he's like all excited. Um, and so they start leaving. Um, and you could tell that like both, uh, Taylor and Jackson are excited about this little shindig meeting that will yes. be later. She was also excited to see Martha. She said that because like he even offered, he's like, oh, I'll come drop it off. She's like, no, I want to see Martha. And he was like, oh, okay. So I'll see you later then. Um, So then we get the girls and their friend Heather uh, like eating dinner or lunch or whatever. And Heather. This is Nick's daughter. Yes, Nick's daughter. Sorry. Who, do you know who Heather is? Oh, I do know who (laughs) Heather is. Heather, and this show has come up a lot. Heather yes. is Susie Crabgrass in yes, Ned's Declassified. Of course, is. I know who Heather is. I know. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, Natalie's going to love this. Also, she was also in, p- played a role in Twilight, apparently. I was just like looking through her that. IMDb. I didn't know yeah. That. yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, she suggests inviting this kid, Richie, to the cotillion party because he and his family are the ones who are like housing Philippe, the French exchange student. Um, and so even though Richie wouldn't typically be invited to these parties, they're like, oh, that's perfect you can go say like his invitation got lost in the mail and like oh just like coincidentally also invite Philippe in order to get him there to like be Courtney's date right um nice little plan mm-hmm. so we cut to Jackson who's getting all dressed up and like putting on cologne and so is Taylor um but then literally out of nowhere she just lies down for a moment and takes a nap oh my god um and we cut back to him and he has like flowers for her and Oh no, she completely falls asleep and misses out. She did. She wasn't wasn't used to waking up at five thirty in the morning. No, she got fucking so tired. Here, like mood. Here, yeah. So here we cut a couple of times. So next we cut to Heather and Courtney executing the plan. She asks Philippe to come to the party, and he says yes, absolutely. And then we cut to the next morning where. Uh, Taylor wakes up at 5.30 a.m. Like one of those where you sit up and are like, (gasps) because she immediately realizes that she stood up Jackson and she feels terrible. Yeah. So she's upset. And then once the girls get to the factory, there's like absolute chaos because apparently um, all of the checks that they got the day before from Melvin, um, they all bounced. So everyone's like, where's our money? Hello. Like we we need to pay our bills. We have rent to pay. Where's all our money? All of our checks bounced. What happened? And Melvin's like, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Melvin says he doesn't know, but of course, Bob walks in. Of Mm. course. Mm. And he's like, I think that like the girl's dad took more than luggage on his trip. Company account's been wiped out. Bob did this. I know Bob did this. I know Bob did this. And then Bob says, he he says, I'm going to get on a plane to Ecuador and go track him down. Like, okay. Like, sir, that is You're making your great escape. Yeah. He's going to go find him, quote unquote. Yeah, of course. So, so- Taylor is like, guys, like, I know my dad didn't do this. Like, he would never do this. Like, she's trying to rally the troops. But instead, she ends up 
this is the scene you remembered, like pressing a button that squirts mer- milk out for some reason right. and just squirts milk all over herself. And they just laugh at her, which like, same, better than getting angry. Um, so they want to, they feel really bad and they're like, there's no way our dad did this. Let's go talk to Bob, see if he can like send dad a message when he finds him. So they go to his office and Bob's not there. So they're like, this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Oh my God. I don't know why, but I, I'm it curious. Just is. Okay. They go into the office and they immediately like in the trash, find this picture that the, their dad had given Bob earlier to like celebrate their like work friend anniversary or something. Um, and it was broken and shattered and it was in the trash and they're like, Oh my God, like this is terrible. Do you think? So, so I'm sorry, I keep cutting off, but this is the dialogue. Is that photo of dad and Bob in the trash? And it's all cracked. That's, that is the dialogue of this scene. And I was hysterically laughing when I wrote down the quote, I wrote it in that SpongeBob font where it's like one letter uppercase, (laughs) one letter lowercase, like it's all cracked. And that's how they knew that Bob was sus. (laughs) So they so immediately were like, he must've been pissed and just threw this in the trash can. But I was like, here's a better thought. It fell it broke and then someone threw it out that's what i would think was like right. oh they threw Literally, it out because it was broken not like i they, know like, i love that they came the to that conclusion they suspect I mean, that he's a criminal with their quick thinking it's all correct it's the correct conclusion it's just like a huge jump to make and like we get notice of this in like the next scene as well that like mm, maybe this this was a little suspect but right i just whatever. it's like that had to be the thing that made them know they couldn't have right. like because the thing is on the first scene when they walk into his office he's like typing numbers into the computer it can't be that he like left something open and they could yeah. see that he took out the money like it has to be a crack it's all cracked it's all like a cracked photo and that's how they knew I exactly loved it. i loved it he like bought like a one-way ticket to like i don't know france and not ecuador you know like he didn't go to like right. so many Anything other else. things it could have been but right. yeah so they come and to the conclusion that yeah. Bob is the one who actually stole the money and they're setting up his dad, their dad, because they you know he bought him the trip. So immediately they're like, we need to go tell somebody. And so they go and visit Fran in her yeah, home. So they go to Fran's house and they tell her and she's like, actually, that makes sense because Bob's been mad for years that like dad didn't sell the dairy and like he could have got, you know, huge wads of cash or whatever. Um, so they're all on the same side. And then they hang out with her for a little bit and make pizza and it's very cute. It's really nice. Um, next scene, Courtney has a meeting with the other girls for the party, which now I realize that there's four girls that are being presented at the cotillion. So this is not a $25,000 party. This is a $100,000 party. Thank you. I was so confused by the start of this scene. I was like, why does she care so much about what these other girls think about her party? And then I realized like, oh, it's like a group party. It's a group thing. Right. They're doing it together because they're like, we have to like uh, be better than the girls last year. You know, like they're comparing themselves to the other mm-hmm. cotillions that have happened. I was like, oh, okay. It's a group thing. Sure. Um, so she's trying to get them to stick to the budget. They're basically like thinking like, oh, should we do this steak or the lobster? Should we have the balloon arch or the ice sculpture? They're trying to like make trade-offs. And this one girl who particularly is not having it, Sarah, she's, she's not best. Um, fun fact, she was in Degrassi. Uh, <laughs> she, yeah, basically she's just like not having the fact that they can't have everything. She's being uh, a little annoying, but they're like, you know what? Let's just take all this information, all the numbers. Let's bring it to Taylor. She's like super good with math and maybe she can see like what we're not seeing. She says, quote, Taylor is like Rain Man with math. She did say that. That's her quote. Yep. Yeah. So 
when Courtney gets home from this meeting, Taylor tells her that she thinks that she should use part of the party allowance to cover the dairy employee salaries. And Courtney gets so mad. She's like, no, how could you be so selfish? You got your cotillion. You just don't want me to have mine. You don't want mine to be better than yours, like screaming at her. So she's so pissed at her. She slams the door in her face. Um, then Taylor goes in her room and calls Jackson. He's super pissed. He won't even come to the phone. So just everyone is mad at Taylor. And I feel terrible because she really didn't do anything wrong. Right? I wrote Courtney's being a little bitch because she is being a little bitch. Like it's your party when she's trying to help save the fucking people at the factory. Like I... I can't. Yeah. Um, so the next morning at work, they have a company meeting about the missed pay. Um, and Taylor, like in a sneaky way, sends Courtney like out of the room. And then she gets up and offers to cover their paychecks and says she just needs till the end of the day to get the money. Um, so we can assume she sent Courtney out because she is going to use her um, party money. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the employees still give her a super hard time. She, they call her a spoiled brat. Um, and they're like, don't trust her that she needs till the end of the day. Yeah. Again, like being very, very fucking rude and like, yeah, just calling her like stupid for even trying. And they're like, you don't even understand. She might not understand, but she's trying to help you like at all. And like, it's kind of not necessarily that it's on her, but it's her family and like her family's business. So she's got to attempt to do something, whatever. They're being rude. We get this little scene outside of Courtney. Um, She passes by Philippe. And they're just like talking about the dance and she asks him, you know, not only do I want you to be invited and like be my date, but there's this very specific thing we need to do. Like we have to do this spotlight dance in front of everybody. Um, And she kind of like plays it coy being like, oh, you know, it's kind of embarrassing or it's like whatever. And he's like, why did like, why do you care what other people think? Like whatever, like we'll just be dancing. It's fine. And he's like very unfazed. That's the thing. It's like he's excited and he's unfazed about dancing in front of people. So French. So the next scene, Taylor goes with Fran to the bank and she takes out a check for $20,000 for the dairy. Um, And my thought when I saw this is that's a lot of money. This probably makes sense. But I'd love to just check Mm. if that would be enough money. Is Is it time for Math Busters? It's time. It's time for Math Busters. So a couple of things here. So Taylor takes out a $20,000 check to pay the employees. And she made very clear multiple times, her and Fran, that they're just trying to tie themselves over until dad is back. And they're just trying to pay the missed paycheck. They're not trying to pay them forever. Um, so there's a couple of things that happened earlier in the movie that uh, clued me in uh, to how to math bust this. First of all, Earlier, Martin told the girls they have to work a week to get a paycheck. Mm -hmm. I would have assumed it was two weeks, but because he specifically said you have to work a week, these are one week paychecks. True. The second thing is the girl's shift is from seven to three. um, And so that's an eight hour shift. And because other people were leaving to get their paycheck when they left, I assume that's an average shift, an eight hour shift. Um, So if everyone is working an eight hour shift five days a week, makes sense. It's a normal 40 hour work week. Um, so I decided to look up minimum wage because based on the job itself and the fact that everyone was talking about how they live paycheck to paycheck, I assumed that they would probably be making either minimum wage or close to minimum wage. Um, and when I looked it up, interesting fact is I found that in the year 2006, when this movie came out, the uh, minimum wage in the U.S. was 515. 
Wow. But I remembered that amount of money from the movie Genius, which was a much older movie. And then I learned that in the United States, the minimum wage was $5.15 from 1997 until 2006. So for nine years, the minimum wage didn't change. So what that means is that the relative value between 1997 and 2006 dropped from $5.15 to $4.04 over that time period. Oh, shit. So by 2006, getting $5.15 was the equivalent of getting $4.04 in um, 1997. So actually, the minimum wage went down because I love of America and capitalism. Yeah. It's the best. So they were making $5.15, though, times their 40-hour work week is $206 per employee. So this is what they're trying to make up. So I took the $20,000, I divided by $206. We don't have to account for tax, right, because they're giving them the full amount. And that would allow them to pay 97 employees. I thought I was going to find something cool here because there's a scene where there's just like a factory full of people, but it wasn't more than 97 people. Um, so I could say this is very reasonable. This 97 employees, they could pay them for a week. They may even be able to pay for two weeks because I don't think there were more than like 50 people standing in that scene. I didn't count. Um, but so this is not a math bus. This is confirmed The 20,000 actually um, would be enough. Math confirmed. I love it. Math no, that confirmed. makes a lot of sense. That's yeah, I do. I'm glad that it's not like an absurd number. I feel like that would have made me upset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the employees are super happy about this when Taylor comes back with their checks. Um, but Courtney is pissed because she realizes right away this must have been her party money. Um, so when the girls get home, Taylor's trying to explain herself to Courtney. And she's like, listen, like they would lose their homes. And Courtney's like, um, my only duty is not to like worry about these people. It's to go to work and to stay out of trouble. Like daddy wanted, like you're trying to act all high and mighty, but again, like all you want to do is make sure I have a worse party than you. She says that she will never speak to her again. And again, slams the door in her face. And again, I wrote Courtney is still being a little bitch <laughs> and dramatic as all hell. So fucking dramatic. She literally does not care for a single second about anybody else but herself. Um, yeah. so Taylor is upset and she realizes she still hasn't given Jackson the money for the repairs for his car. So she goes to his house and she knocks on the door and like, he sees her and he's like a little peeved to see her. He's like, mm, what are you doing here? And she's like, I just want to like apologize and explain myself. She's like, I fell asleep. I really wanted to come here, but I fell asleep. And he kind of like laughs and was like, huh, guess like your body went into shock or whatever from right. like working. And she was like, yeah, you know, it kind of did. Um, so that he kind of like you know, makes up with her, takes the check and is like excited because his car is about to be uh, all ready to go like the next day. But she's still like so visibly upset. And so he's like, you know, what's wrong? And so she basically is just like, well, everything, you know, like the, the business is not mm -hmm. doing well. My sister absolutely hates me. Like everyone thinks my dad is this big crook. Uh, and so she's really upset. And while they're having this uh, conversation, Jackson's dad is like, Jackson, Martha's about to have this calf or whatever and so they run to go find martha who is about to have her little calf baby um and so she's her water broke apparently already which i didn't know yes. that cows also had a water that broke yeah right um, right yeah. i know and uh the she's like not pushing and they're like why isn't she pushing and taylor's like well maybe because that bull is standing there and distracting her um, and they're like, why would she care about that? And she's like, um, what would any woman want? Like some, whatever. Right. So she shoes the bull away. And then within 12 seconds, the cow gives birth. Yeah. Um, and it, it takes actually one second from when they first see it to when it's all the way out. So that was amazing. Great. This most amazing. seamless birth I've ever seen in my life. 
And, uh, and so it's born. And then we literally cut to a scene of Jackson and um, Taylor walking through a pasture. Not before we get this close up of Taylor hugging this freshly birthed oh, calf. Yes. And I was like, I would not put my face that close to anything that was just birthed because she was well, so clearly covered in like fluids. <laughs> this had to happen because otherwise in the next scene, Taylor couldn't be wearing Jackson's clothes. I know. <laughs> so they're walking through this pasture together. It's like super beautiful. The sun is setting and they're like holding hands mm-hmm. and then they kiss. Yeah. And it came out of nowhere. And for me, it was shocking, but I was not <laughs> upset about it. The thing I was upset about was the fact that he was wearing a no sleeve flannel open um, there was a t-shirt under. I didn't understand the no sleeve flannel look. Um, are you warm? Are you cold? Please decide. It's a flannel vest. That's like my general beef with vests, period. Like yes. the vest truly only makes sense in like the outdoorsy sense when like it, it's better to have like a vest on and like less sleeves, like under a jacket or something like that makes sense. But when yes. you wear a vest for fashion, no, I don't understand. I will, I will tell you one experience with a vest that I witnessed that was the only instance in which I thought, ah, a vest makes the most sense here, um, which was a man who inspects houses um, was wearing a vest. And um, it, those houses are very cold because no one is living in them. So it is freezing cold in the winter. But he needs all of his arm movement to like go into the crawl space and do all that stuff. So he has his arms are free. He has a vest with heating pouches in it, heating pouches in the vest. And in that case, you can't really wear a jacket. You can't wear no jacket. The vest, all right, fine. The vest makes sense. Any other instance, don't wear, don't wear a vest. Don't wear a fucking vest. Utility. Utility purpose for a vest makes sense. But Only. like, yes. other than that, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But anyway... We digress. Um, The next morning, Taylor wakes up for work. She goes into the bathroom, presumably to brush her teeth or whatever. And Courtney left a note on the mirror that says, Corinne drove me to work. Forget I exist. The drama. Forget I exist. Well, it's kind of hard. So we get them on the line in the factory. They're working and like kind of just like making eyes at each other. Like clearly Taylor wants to say something, but Courtney is like not having it. So eventually she does though. And she goes to Courtney and she's just like, I'm so sorry. Like, can you just like basically let me explain whatever? And again, Courtney is not having it. And they start. She's like, you, you may not speak of my party. You may not oh my speak God. of it. You do not have that authority for the rest of your ugly life. I want July 10th stricken from your vocabulary. I don't understand. I think she said you're not worthy in some of that. Like you're not worthy. So dramatic. So dramatic. And then it gets better because this dude that is like, overseeing the yogurt line is like you got to reset the expiration date like you got to press enter or whatever so she goes to the machine and instead of july 31st she types july 10th or sorry instead of july 30th she types july 10th um and i was like why did she do that and then i realized she just yelled july 10th so that's what she typed mm-hmm. she hit enter um and so oh geez the yogurt's gonna have gone bad yep uh but it gets worse because in a very confusing manner, unrelated to what she just did, Fran walks in and is like, all the milk's gone bad. Like the generator's turned off and like the refrigeration cut out. Um, so things are just going from bad to worse. Now they have no good milk and they are soon going to find out that their yogurt will seem expired. Yes. And the reason, well, part of the reason that the milk had gone bad was because whose job was it to check those refrigerators and make sure it was working? Fucking Bob. Bob. And he left to go Bob. find their dad. Uh, I don't think right. he did that. 
Um, so Taylor suggests to ask Jackson um, to ask his dad to give them milk on borrow. I couldn't remember the word that she used for on this. credit. On credit, thank you. I do you know how? I, so I couldn't remember the word, and I didn't want to um, rewind the movie, but I remember that in the TV show Little House on the Prairie, they let people. <laughs> Like the ones that own the store shut up. The ones that own the store, if people didn't have the money, they let them buy it on credit. So I Googled Little House in the Prairie when they couldn't pay in the store and it nothing came up. Um, nothing came Obviously. up. But that's that was how I was trying to figure out because I knew that it was the same terminology. Wow. So I just wrote it as give them the milk on borrow. On that's borrow. what I wrote. I love the credit. effort. I thank the you. Effort- that you did to rewind. Google, exactly, to Google that strange connection instead of just rewinding <laughs> five seconds, but. Oh God, I love that. Sure, me. sure, sure. Um, yes. So before she can go ask Jackson, Jackson, um, they're having this conversation like at the lunch table, basically everyone like trying to like figure out what to do for the, um, for the, the factory to still stay open. And Courtney's at a different lunch table and she gets a phone call and it's Sarah. And we hear her like arguing with Sarah being like, you know, I still have $5,000. I can make it up to you. Like basically just trying to see like what other things they can cut. And she's just like, sorry, if you don't have the money, like you can't be a part of it. And basically just kicks Courtney out of her own party, which is obviously upsetting for Courtney. So she storms over to the table that Taylor's sitting at where they're literally trying to figure out how to save the fucking factory. Um, And she's just like, you did it. Are you happy? It's it's happened. I'm kicked out of my own party and your party will be the best party that ever happened and blah 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 and i quit and i quit like, um, wow that's really gonna hurt them i am gonna help you like now you don't have any money like i don't right. know um so next scene taylor asks jackson um to give them the milk on borrow um and jackson's like no way if we take one more cent of debt it'll ruin us like i can't even ask my dad for that um and so that's a big no-no um we then cut to Heather, remember Nick's daughter, he works at the factory, um, and she is obviously was invited to the cotillion, and um, Courtney work, walks into the house as she is getting her dress fitted by her mom, and Heather's like, no, like, don't let her see me, and the mom's like, why not? It's Courtney, and she's like, exactly, um, and Courtney works in, walks in and is like, I thought you bought that dress at like that store, and she's like, well, we couldn't afford it, and Courtney's like, who cares? So literally all of a sudden, now Courtney doesn't care about money came out of nowhere she was so nice about this but it was truly shocking to me how nice she was about it in this moment and so she she gets her ass handed to her oh absolutely so she um, yeah she's like why does it matter like it's not like it's a competition and then heather goes maybe it doesn't feel like that to you because you always get everything you want but it's hard for me courtney it always has been and then she goes do you ever stop to think about anyone but yourself and then Courtney like has a fucking realization because Taylor had said that exact same thing to her not like 10 minutes before when they were at the factory. Right. And she's like, am I really that bad? And Heather's like, look, I know like you're still a good person, but yeah, like you do, you know, have like no idea what the fuck anybody else is doing. Like you, you could be better about these things. So come back to the factory and um, Taylor finds out that she would need $15,000 to pay for the milk that they need from Jackson's dad. Um, So she sells her car to one of the employees, the guy who refurbished it actually for nine grand, which is a deal for him, but that's all he had. Yeah. Um, And she gives the money to Jackson and she's like, okay, this is a down payment. Like here's 9,000. 
Um, and then she comes home on the bus because she doesn't have a car anymore. And Taylor is there. Now, mind, sorry, Courtney is there. Um, mind you, Courtney has changed her mindset. Just keep that in mind. Um, and she's like, where is your car? And she's like, I sold it, right? It's like the talk of the factory. Um, and she's like, all right, like here, like take the extra 5,000 from the party um, to pay for the milk. And she's like, but we're still going to be a thousand short. And Courtney's like, I have an idea. And remember, I told you to remember this. She bought a dress for $1,000 at the beginning of the movie. She sells that dress, singular tear rolls down her cheek, um, in theory. <laughs> um, and now they have the $15,000 for the milk. Yes. And on their way out of the uh, dress shop, Courtney gets a call from Philippe and he invites Courtney to, uh, as a way to practice their dance for the cotillion. He says, you know, the, I forget. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Give me a second. My cat just, just threw something on the ground. Oh my God. Scared the shit out you of gasped. me. You gasped. <laughs> Bro, did you break my candle? Why are you like this? It was such a loud bang. <laughs> Keep that in. Don't crop it out. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so he says, I don't, I don't remember the family um, that he's staying with, like the name of the family, but that family is going to the country club um, that night. And so he says, they invited you so we could like practice our dance. And so Courtney is like, you know what? I have a confession. I'm actually not going to go to the party anymore. Like I dropped out. And he was like, okay, even more the reason to go tonight. We still need to celebrate you, which I was like, Philippe just has this lovely attitude, doesn't he? He really is. I thought he was going to be a douche. I thought Same. he was going to be like one of the bad guys. Um, one thing, though, very important. While they are on the phone, he is doing biceps and triceps with a singular dumbbell. Um, so he's just yes. doing, you know, just getting a little pump going. Um, so good for uh, him. It's beautiful. Um, so anyway, they are at the dinner that he had asked her to for that night. And they're dancing, having fun. And the rude girls who are having the cotillion with her come up to her and tell her that not only is she out of the party, but they also called and disinvited all of her specific guests. So um, fucking rude. And when they walk away, Philippe says, if those are the kinds of girls at the cotillion, why did you want to be a part of this in the first place? Go Philippe. He's great. He really is. I, I, even when they were dancing, I was just like, something bad is going to happen with Philippe. Like I just had this like idea in my head that he was going to turn on I had on no them. faith in him. Right? <laughs> Frenchman, you know? So she says, I spent so long trying to be my sister. It's time to be me. Hmm. That I didn't understand that, but sure. Me neither. But sure. They're about sure. to kiss and up. Oh, what happens? All the sprinklers come on. So they don't kiss. Uh, and I think that's all we see of them for that night. Yeah. So we're at work the next day and Fran invites the girls to a party at her house, which is the night of the cotillion. Um, so they're like, of course we'll go. Um, and it's super fun. They're having like a really great time. Everyone's dancing, singing. Um, and they're about to give Fran is about to set up for court to still have a spotlight dance. But then Ralph, um, the guy who bought the car actually comes in to tell them that the yogurt is all expired. He doesn't know how it happened. And Courtney's like, Oh my gosh, this is my fault. I was so mad at you about July 10th. I put the date July 10th. She's like, so it's, it hasn't actually gone bad. Like just tell them. And they're like, no, people are not going to accept a delivery of something that says it's gone bad. Mm -hmm. um, and she's like, okay, well, let's, just change the lids and they're like no like health code says we can't do that um so they decide they have to redo the whole batch they have to remake it all otherwise they're going to lose those clients um they're like but we don't have enough people we need at least 25 more people to like be able to do this tonight and they also like, need more I milk they're just right. they have so much right. and of course jackson's dad is there and it's just like no problem i could do it 
um, right. as you know, as he does. And this is one of the weirdest things that happened in the movie. They need yes. volunteers to help them make make and deliver yogurt. And she's like, I have an idea. And so Courtney goes to the cotillion to try to get volunteers. What makes you think those are the kind of people that would volunteer for manual labor? Literally no idea. As soon as she said that she had an idea, I thought the exact opposite would be to go. I thought she was going <laughs> to, here's what I thought she was going to do. I thought she was going to call up all her uninvited guests and be like, hey, wow. I know you were going to a party tonight, but how about working at a factory? <laughs> like, oh my God, that would have been amazing. It would have made like a little bit more sense. It than would have. But going no. to the country club. Whatever. She shows up at the country club to the cotillion. She gets on the mic um, and she gives her speech like, you know, we need volunteers, but the factory is going to shut down. All these people will lose their job, blah, blah, blah. And that girl, Sarah, starts like fighting her for the mic and she falls into the pool. But instead of anyone giving a crap that Sarah falls into the pool, the dessert parade show comes out. Dessert parade. It's a dessert comes parade. Out. <laughs> and so no one cares actually that Sarah fell into the pool. They all go over to the dessert parade. And yep. they also don't help Courtney. No. So the two girls show up at the factory, like all kind of just, you know, uh, defeated, you know, because she's like, I can't believe that failed. And even Fran is just like, so uh, where are all your friends? And she's like, I'm sorry. Like they were too, too caught up in their own little world. They couldn't come. And they're like, well, that's it. Like we, we have to shut down. There's no point in doing this if we don't have the manpower to get all this yogurt out to the people. And then as soon as they say that, uh, who bursts through the door? But Dad, Dad, I was not expecting this was me a neither. plot twist for me. <laughs> Dad is here, and he uh, has brought all, all of the people from the party. So basically, Dad said that he was on his trip, and he's like, "Oh, I missed you two so much. I knew I had to come home." So he thought he would surprise them and show up at the party. But when he did, obviously they weren't there, and so he was very confused. So the girls had to, you know, explain what happened, and they're like, you know, we got to thinking, and what Courtney said about helping people just, like, really got to us, and we really wanted to do that. And I was like, mm, okay, it seems weird that, like, now suddenly that's what you want to do, but okay. Um, so we so show them, in. like, they, they start getting to work, and they basically do, like, an assembly line where they, like, carry the yogurt boxes out to the truck and they do it so that like no one has to move they just like turn and grab it and then turn and grab it so i don't think they needed as many people like they could have walked a couple of I steps had the same exact thought also it was a health violation to change the lids but it's not a health violation to have untrained people in like non-appropriate attire come into your factory and work hard to say hard to say sounds like an osha you know violation what? to me you know what they did it. They Dad did it. gives a nice speech that they'll always have their job with him as long as he's here. And he's like, and one more thing, some little lady needs a spotlight dance. And so right there in the parking lot of the factory, she gets her spotlight dance. She sure does. And um, Taylor's dancing with Dad. Courtney's dancing with Philippe. Everyone starts dancing and they're all happy. It's so nice. I thought this would have been the end of the movie. It is not. It is not. Um, so they... Basically, next scene, we see dad in his office and he's like crunching numbers. And so the girls go in basically to see like, what's the damage? And he's just like, well, like the money's gone. Like we are not getting that back, which I thought was also shocking. Like Bob shocking. just got away. Bob took the money and fucking How did got Bob get away? away. I don't know. Um, but he says that they will survive, but barely. And so basically they're talking about having to cut back on their spending and no more vacations and no more shopping sprees. And of course, the mention of no more shopping sprees sends Courtney into like an almost panic attack. And she's just like, we can't, 
even have one pair of shoes for school and taylor's like dude just shut the fuck up like no stop um so courtney hasn't like entirely changed but she's getting there um and then we see the next morning dad is getting ready for work and corinne's like oh like where are the girls and he's just like uh you know i shut off their alarms figured i'd let them sleep in have a few days off you know they deserve it um and so he goes outside and goes in his car and as he's about to like turn on his car who fucking pops up from his back seat but taylor and courtney and they're like hey dad he's like what are you doing and they're like well we figured that if we were at the factory you know we would have eight less hours that we want to go to the mall plus we want to go and they're excited to go to work so they all go to work together (laughs) the end the end beautiful (laughs) all right post movies I said, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Definitely not the scenes I remembered. Um, Upon looking, the Froyo ice cream shop scene that I thought I remembered is from the DCOM Princess Protection Program, which came out only two years later, I think. So similar vibes. I've never seen that one. Oh, it's, we're doing that soon. Okay. Fantastic Demi (laughs) Lovato movie. Amazing. Um, I said it was a similar Disney time period, so I understand why my brain maybe did that. And then Valerie, I thought, Froyo. Um, The girls in this movie reminded me a lot of Caitlin from Go Figure, Um, but their lesson at the end was about helping others, not about friendship. So Disney definitely gave us a different um, Full House-esque lesson at the end of the film. Um, I like the concept of them working at the dairy because it was totally different from, like, any other plot. I feel like a a lot of the Disney movies stray from, like, your very normal plot. This one was not school related at all. This was mm. one of the first DCOMs that had nothing to do with school. Yes. Um, great job, Allie and AJ. Would watch again. Beautiful. Um, I said I loved this movie. I didn't remember. <laughs> question mark, question mark, <laughs> question mark, question mark. I said I didn't remember loving it so much, um, you know, back when I had watched it for the first time in 2006 probably. But I feel like there was so much to it. It felt like a higher production value than the classic DCOM. Um, mm-hmm. And despite, you know, having the the bones, you know, having the same vibes as like as normal DCOMs, the main characters, you know, learning, growing, coming of age, and then like needing <laughs> to save the day at the end. Like that's pretty typical DCOM. Other than that, like you said, it had a very different feel and like different plot line than many other Disney channels. So it was very enjoyable. Um, I did think that some of the adults were really mean to these kids. Like they were Mm -hmm. probably, they never say explicitly, but I imagine they were like, what, 15 and like 17. Like Taylor just got her license. Maybe she's 16. Like they were teenagers and they were, these adults were constantly berating them and like calling them stupid and just saying how spoiled they were. And I was like, okay, like I understand that they were spoiled and didn't understand that, what these people were going through, but you didn't have to be so fucking rude to them. Whatever. That was my biggest beef. Anyway, Ali and AJ are a treat. I think they are not, they're great actors. Like, I don't think it was cheesy acting at all, which also I think helped make it not feel as much of a decom, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I loved it. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. That's Close this out. I, all right. I, I can't do it. You, you can do it. Um, it's been a while feeling a little rusty but folks you know where to find us you can follow us on instagram at disney plus or minus all spelled out you can follow us on twitter at disney plus or underscore you can go to anchor.fm slash disney plus or minus to leave us a review tell us what you think do you also love cowbells it's a fucking great movie um and be sure to rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and that's all thanks everyone bye bye (laughs) 